Ayo, we make this. Ammo 7 did it again. Welcome to another episode of Big Ego Media. Got another special guest today. Go by the name of DJ Presiding today, bro. What's going on? You're good, man. Love my bro. So I think you're the first DJ we had on here. To actually, DJ Ironic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he count. Actually, Caden as well. Caden as well. So yeah. you're the third DJ we had on here, but not yeah. just a DJ, also an artist. Yeah. As yeah. we all start from the beginning, where are you from? What's your story? Where did you grow up? Yes. Um, respect for having me, bro. First and foremost, it's Preds UK. As well. Don't forget the UK. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there we go. All right, cool. So yeah, um, born and raised in Northwest London, an estate called Set Raffs. Um, family heritage rise from Congo, both of my parents are from Congo. So I was born here though. So British Congolese. Okay. So did you grow up with both your parents in the house? Because I always think Congolese parents are always kinda of together. They are, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, both of my parents are still together until yeah. today. And mm. and, and, and why do you think that is? Because we I've I had a lot of different guests here and depending on heritage or so, but mostly yeah. the Congolese guests I've had here, their parents have always kind of remained together. What do you think that is about our culture? I, I can't really speak for other cultures because I don't, I don't really, I haven't been raised in other, um, other household, but yeah. from the key values, I think, I think the foundations that the, um, the Congolese people have had growing up, man, there's some strong foundations. I think um, compared to what's happening now, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't mm. know. I just think it's just, it's, it's way different. There's, there's, there's more love, there's more structure in the household. The respect on how the woman views the man and how the man views the woman. Um, I think maybe religion as well, church and that has a lot to do with it as well because they always have someone to consult with to, to give an honest opinion. Um, maybe it could be that, man. But it's definitely worked. But the younger Congolese generation now, it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how was the discipline in the household? Discipline, very strict, man. Yeah. I can't, like, growing up, um, my dad's a pastor in it okay. as well. So, yeah, pastor's son. Um, kind of forbidden to listen to any secular music, yeah. world music growing up. They were very, very religious growing up. But um, when I turned older, around, like, 12, 13, and start going outside and meeting mm. different people. That's when we started seeing different things, you know. So, so did you grow up in a household with both uh, you had siblings as well? Siblings, yeah, yeah. So I'm the oldest out of five. Okay. Um, there's four behind me, um, three boys, and then my little sister. She's, she's, the, she's the youngest. Yeah, she's the youngest, yeah. What responsibilities does that put you in? Like, what, how responsible do you feel that like you're the oldest, you need to set an example, and how do you speak to your younger siblings? You know what? It's been it's been a tricky one, man. Um, obviously, growing up, I felt under pressure a little bit, just thinking, yeah, because I'm the oldest. And when you're in like an African household as well, they always say, nah, you know, you're the oldest. Mm. Everyone's watching you. So mind what you're doing. Mind what you say. You gotta set an example. Set an example. So. But looking back, I think it kind of made me a bit judgmental, man. Even though I'm doing bad stuff, I see my little brothers doing bad and I try to get them in line, but there's no one to get me in line like that, do you know what I mean? So, a bit of both. But um, I guess in the back of my mind, when I do what I do now, and one of the reasons why I go so hard is for them to see, like, yo, the big bro's doing something. Mm. So, it's good in that sense, yeah. I mean, and growing up in that estate, it's kind of a notorious estate mm. known for badness. Mm. How do you kind of keep yourself away from that if you were able to? Yeah, I think 
it's, it might sound so cliche, but I swear my life was the music, man. Mm. It was a thing where I remember being young and yeah, we got up to a bit of the madness. I wouldn't say I was too, too deep in, you know, I, I did a bit of things, but no one would turn around and say, oh, Preds or Predator was on this thing when he was young. But yeah, man, lo loads of situations. I got into situations, people done wrong to me. I done wrong to people, but it got to a stage where when I was like 15, 16, some of the men were en route to go do badness. But mm. these times, I remember meeting an organisation called Bigger Fish, because mm. people that know about Bigger Fish, they kind of kept me occupied. Um, I'd be, they'll be taking me to the studio, they had youth club sessions. So when it's time for the men to go do their madness, and they're like, yo, Preds, you rolling, Predator, you rolling? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm going here, mm. I'm going here, and then Growing up, I just started seeing certain men in jail, certain men on the run, certain men are this, that, this, that. So it kind of gave me a focus and I think, I guess, something to live for, yeah. you know. So I was very cautious about the decisions that I'd make because in my head I was thinking, like, the life I'm living now, I dreamed about it. So I was like, I want to be on flyers. I want to be everywhere. So if I'm out here doing a madness and I'm cracking people's skull, they're going to know where to find me. Mm. That's how I was thinking. So I just said, you know what? <laughs> Let me take a few L's. But as from young, I was always thinking about the future, so, yeah. And what, when you got into music, you said that you grew up in a household where music of the world was banned, you had to kind of listen to religious music. Yeah. So how did you find your love of the outside music and yeah. what made you want to become a DJ? Yeah, I think one of my, my uncles, I remember he introduced me to, um, to Mace mm. and Nas and, and the, the two packs and that. Prior to that, ah, it was... It was horrendous, I'm not going to lie to you. The only kind of worldly music I got was was from all that commercial stuff. <laughs> S Club 7, <laughs> 5 and all that. I didn't really know until um, I went to one of my uncle's house and he just laid out all these CDs. He said, listen, it's certainly these CDs. I'm not going to give it to you, but I'll give you a little mace. It's mm. a, a bit commercial. And then from there, I just started collecting a bit of CDs and kind of got into it, but I was listening to it on the low. Mm. <laughs> yeah, listening to it on the low. When I was doing music, it's mad, like, I couldn't even really tell my parents like that. Mm. Yeah, it was, I was just kind of hiding it on the low, man. They, 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 they didn't want to know. Was it a thing also where you was wanting to make music or did you always want to be behind the scenes as a DJ at the time? Um, it's funny, you see the whole DJing thing, yeah. It's funny how, like, a lot of people know me for that. I only really started calling myself a DJ most probably like three, four years ago. Bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, how the DJing thing just come across is like, obviously I come from the pirate radio station mm. era. So now all the youth them, when they're coming out, they can go on YouTube, they've got TikTok, they've got Insta, all these platforms. When you was an MC back in the day, you didn't have that. Mm. The only way you can get your music out there was by going on pirate radio stations. Mm. You understand? So. I was a grime MC, <laughs> sweet and grime bars, but in my head I was thinking, I want the girls to listen to us, mm. you understand? So I started collecting a bit of CDs, I started collecting slow jams and I started collecting bashment music. And then what it was, we had a two hour slot and then I just, for the first 45 to an hour, I controlled it. I said to everyone, listen, let's play slow jams and bashment before we start spitting. Let's not make a whole two hours of grime, let's get the girls locking in. And, mm. And then I think from there, I just started getting brave, started going to certain house parties and just started just, just playing. Like I only had like five CDs, I just mm. started playing. And I'm just seeing the way people are reacting. 
and people are just moving, people come out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is how it goes. And I'm not afraid to take risks. Mm. You know, I'm not afraid to take risks. And then from there, I just said, all right, cool. I just like the vibe, but I, I didn't really call myself a DJ like that because I'm seeing these techie DJs. I don't know all this, all this, man. I'm not that. I just run rhythms. I can mix, but I just run tune. I'm not techie like that. I just just know what to play and when to play it. You get me? So, and then that's, that's how I just came along and then people started requesting me to play at weddings. People were requesting me to do birthday parties, all of that. And then bam, boom, I said, rah, this can help. Because in order to do the music, you need to fund it. Mm. You understand? And, and I'm just trying to like, just live my life differently. So I said, all right, cool. Let me push the DJ and dig and then boom, like it's out there. And you've got people like yourself booking me. <laughs> people are booking me now, you know what I mean? In terms mm. of like, academically, when you were back in school, was you always one of the intelligent children? Or was it, did you struggle a little <laughs> bit? Or how was it for you? Um, I said I was pretty average, you know. Yeah. Came out of schools with like, the D's and C's and mm-hmm. I wasn't like proper too very very smart but I went down did your parents like, take that though because I know I know we can't believe they're big yeah. on this education oh, thing like. they were they were big on the education thing big on the education thing but I'll be I'll be honest with you how education was running in my school was all oh not to bring down the establishment but the school ain't even alive like that anymore anyway <laughs> John Kelly boys school yeah. it was an all boys school man it was yeah. rough it was yeah. rough we were seeing a mazza from from being seven we were seeing a mazza so I'll be honest with you there ain't even that much education going mm-hmm. on there's loads of substitute teachers coming in and again like certain men are doing what they were doing and me and my boys we just went to the back and we were just beating beats like this in the wall and just spitting we was literally just doing that for the whole day all day, that was our flex. Did, 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 at that point, even though, mm. was you thinking, I want to be a musician, that's what I want to do, that's my career path? Kind of, kind of, and kind of not, because those days to now, there wasn't a lot of people doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Only, I think, so solid. And um, who else around that time? Obviously, Paige, you go, and... Yeah, the road deeps and that. But especially in my area, I didn't know anyone else. So I was just like, yeah, I wanna wanna be an MC. But as I got into my my late teens, early twenties, that's when I just really said, yo, I'm gonna go for it. And mm. I just from there, it's just been no looking back, man. Experimenting different sounds. I went through the whole mixtape grind. Where I was out um, selling CDs like drugs at one point, bro. Yeah, man, sold over like twenty five thousand units right across the UK, bro. Just literally. Just grinding, bro. Grinding from then till now. So, and mm. and what we're gonna say as well, cause before here I had a novelist um, just He's before dope. you got here. He's dope. And I was trying to tell, ask him like, what made you kind of jump into grime when there's so much other genres kind of out there? Not to give away your age, but that was that mm. was what was the genre that was at the time you was coming up? Was it just grime that yeah. you were doing? At the time that when I when I was young, yeah, grime was the thing. Yeah. Grime was the thing. People weren't even really doing um, hip hop. To be fair, mm. yeah, grime is a thing. So yeah, that's that's what I started with. I mean, when I was rapping, I was rapping in an American accent. Yeah, yeah me, I tried it and it just just went me. I just mm. said, yeah, let me go back home and let me do the grime thing. I mean, as a DJ, you're a bit mm. of a tastemaker yourself, so you mm. kind of know like, oh, what tunes are bubbling and yeah, yeah. and what to play and so on. And what do you think happened to grime ultimately that everyone's like, yeah. Cause it still gets core audience and it's core backers who are always forever. Yeah. But like for the new generation, they don't fuck with it really. They try yeah. to pay homage a bit, but yeah. it's that like they're not really. It's not really 
Is it just timing? Time change and it might come back again? Yeah. We say that. But I don't know, man. Every, everything evolves. I think grime is still there, though. I think the presence is there. But not, not much as Joel, but... When, when, we was doing, when we was doing crime, what was before crime? Do you know what I mean? So I think this is the youth them's thing. Mm. And if it weren't for crime, this is, this is what we need to start reminding mm. people. Like, if it weren't for crime, there wouldn't be no drill as well. Um, in regards to this crime specifically being, um, being in your face as it was, I don't know. But I think within the past two years, a couple of crime teams have tried though as well, bro. A couple. It's just... It's there, so I think it's a niche, it's a niche, um, a niche genre that I can't really go to every single club and play a grand record, fair play, but there are certain places where you can play it and it goes off, man. In regards to why it's not in people's face like that, I don't know. This is a tough one, right? Who's your favourite grand MC of all time? All time. You can be at one. I don't know, bro. I can't say one because there was a couple. But I don't even know, bro. Yeah, you're in a deserted island, you can only have one this, this person's CD that's it, no one else. It might be dizzy. Dizzy. It might be dizzy. I see something posted the other day by someone, mm. I think it was Tiny Boost. He's saying that these young generation don't know that Dizzy was one of the coldest, if not the coldest spitter because it's like making tunes that bonkers and that people don't take him seriously. Listen. Listen, Dizzy's setup is different, bro. When you listen to him when he was 17, 18, he was on a Mazda, he was on a Mazda. And a lot of people forget as well that he was a producer as well. Mm. So like 80% of the stuff that he, that he was um, spitting over, that was his own instrumentals. His uh, lyrical ability was crazy next to that. And, and big up Dizzy, because um, we've got a good relationship as well. Um, I've had a pleasure to, to work with him as well, man. Mm. Very dope, humble guy, man. So, yeah, yeah, he's dope, man. So back to the, I guess, the DJing. So you're out there DJing, getting bookings. Mm. And what was the ultimate ambition? Like, I think, I think you've been done, um, I think, was it, was it on One X Show, Capital X Show? You've done, yeah, like, a yeah, set yeah. and that as well. And is that something that you wanted to get doing, like, your, have your own show? Yeah, like that? yeah, 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 yeah. Done a couple guest mixes. Um, Kiss, Capital Extra one extra as well um it was to contribute to when i was on a, a campaign yeah. for my last single naughty naughty and i guess because that that tune was signed so there was mm. like mad back in behind it and mm. i quite like they had all the contacts and mm. just made me do a mix on it but yeah it was dope it was dope to i mean how did that even come about mm. for, for, for the um track obviously you're doing djing but what made you think you know actually i'm mm. trying to do a track like back yeah, in the day yeah, like what yeah. put you out there to do that um what are we talking about that last single, yeah, naughty, naughty, yeah. the Naughty Naughty one. Was you already doing music prior to that, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's, it's good that we've, we, we've come in. In terms of my um, releasing songs, I've been releasing songs for years. Okay. Well, back. One of my um, biggest tunes prior to this is a song called Protect Me that came out in um, 2017. And okay. I think, yeah, that connected, man. Um, so it's interesting. There's, there's some people that know me for just being an artist and some people that know me for just being a DJ. And now people are coming to terms that I'm doing both. And it was mad because whilst I was doing it, a couple of people around me are like, bro, this could be a bit confusing to people. Like, what are you? Are you a DJ? Are you an artist? And I'm just telling people, bro, I can do both. And I, and I think I'm dope at both. So mm. why not? Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, it's mad because from the top of your head, 
Uh, he said ironic. Ironic might be the only person that I can think of in my head that's actively doing bare bookings as a DJ and he's still, you know, releasing music actively as well. It's kind of like a, it's a rare thing. It is, it could be, it can be confusing. Um, but the last track, Naughty Naughty, um, big up my brother Rhymes, big producer. Um, I done a studio session with him and he just, just felt my vibe. He mm. knew that I was coming off. I just needed some strength and that. And yeah, he, he, he was basically the plug. Mm. He introduced me to the label and then the rest was history, but we had, Suaves on there, we had Noisy, we had Simba, but um, yeah, we also had another artist that <laughs> on the track as well that had to get removed. We, we um, took the things on big yeah, ego, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so for people that don't know, um, so Naughty Naughty originally was only supposed to be me featuring Suaves and Tory Lanez, mm. um, and obviously. It's, it's mad how it all happened, man. Um, he done his video, we done his part. It was all set for release. And then, boom, I think, I think on the Monday, it was scheduled to come out on the, on the, on the following Thursday, the end of July. And then Swarms posted it, it was going mad. And then I was getting ready to announce it. And then boom, we just got, I got a call. And then it was just saying, yeah, like they've had to, Remove Tory because um, this was the same time around um, what's going on with Megan. Yeah, so because of that, yeah, they just had to remove him off the track. But the song's still done good, but you reckon mm. that would have amplified it more maybe to the American audience as well? Yeah, definitely would have opened it to the American audience. And I think the timing was just was just mad because this that was when um, Tory was doing the quarantine radio yeah. thing and that thing was mad. I think he was most probably the most spoken about artist in mm. the world. And is that, um, as you said, said that, I just mm. thought about it. Mm. So is that why the connection was there? Because Swarms was doing it in the Swarms UK in and Tory really okay. Yeah, that was the connection. So it was, that was the original plan. Yeah. So, um, you know, if that went out, that would have, mm. that would have been mad as well. But I mean, the, the, the video was naughty, naughty and it's a little bit mm. naughty. <laughs> As a pastor's son, as your, your, your dad seen that, <laughs> did he say, yo, what's going on here? You're gonna know. You know what? Because <laughs> someone must have shot. Now, Artie would have showed it to him and said, ah! He's on something he's seen it, but my dad, he don't comment on my team. <laughs> he's not comment. Obviously, I'm a big man now, mm. isn't he? He's got to accept that. Yeah. He's just gone different. Um, I've took a different path in yeah, life, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I mean, from the back of that, is it mm. the thing that we, like you said, you can do both? I know you've got another single just mm. released now as well. Just coming out here. So, yeah. what is it, what, what's the angle for 2022 and what are your plans as, as a DJ and as an artist and how do you combine the two? Yeah. And is it a bit of, one more thing, is it mm. a bit of a cheat code as well that, well, I'm a DJ, I'm going to play my own tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put my in there. You know what? It's, it, it's funny, I mean, as a DJ, when I step into the club, what I like to do is just play for the people. Mm. And we're in a different time where people only want to come out and hear what they want to hear. Bro. Yeah. Facts. Like, you can put it like this. I can play even a Drake record. Mm. From no one knows that Drake record, yeah, everyone's going to stand still. Mm. And then that tune will blow up. And then a month, two months later, everyone will start vibing to that yeah. tune. So you can, 
you can have a tune and, and it could be booming, it could be hard, but eight out of ten times right now, especially with this the the club scenes where I am and where I'm playing, I've realised yeah, they only want to hear what they know. Mm. So I might slip in my tune sometimes towards the end or mm. something like that, but. You let the crowd know, yo, this is my tune, I support, or you just kind of go, let me leave it and see how they're going to react, or you do better. Yeah, 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 a bit of both, a yeah. bit of both. I just kind of go with it. But um, I just think what we need to do as artists is get the people demanding for your, for, um, demanding for your music. I mean, some people are going to watch this, like, oh, why don't you do that? Like, trust me, been there, done that, I've been playing music in clubs for years. But what's powerful is when, like, I'm on the deck, I'm playing the tune, and someone comes to me and says, yo, have you, you got that new, that new press tune? And then you're like, nah, nah, nah. And then five, eight other people will come up to you and say, yo, you got that. As a DJ, mm. you're going to feel like that's going to mm. make you more inclined to want to play that. And as a DJ, mm. how do you kind of scope for the new track, a new song? Because I'm assuming people send you a plethora yeah, yeah. of songs, everyone sends you songs all the time. Mm. How do you kind of say, okay, cool, is it, just, is it just a business relationship with some people? Because, oh, I know my man, cool, I'll play it. Yeah. Or do you have to fill that track? Because for me, I'm trying to get into management mm. and I'm not too privy to the what's mm, hot and what's mm, not. But is this your one young kid that I really love what he's doing yeah. and I say, you know, I'm going to take a chance on you and back yeah. you. Yeah, so yeah. with that, like, how does he get his music to the right DJs? Because I know they've got mm. the... I think you actually helped me out with that one time as well yeah, when I had yeah, when I was doing yeah. stuff for the triplets. Yeah, 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 you yeah, send yeah, it yeah. out and you have to do what you call it. Is that something yeah, that still happens release. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the reality of it is, is that this game is just mad saturated. Mm. So as a DJ, I wouldn't even class myself as one of the biggest DJs because I, I haven't got like a radio show. I haven't even got a platform where mm. I can showcase new records. I, I'll be real with artists. I'll give them some feedback. If I like the song, if I don't, I ain't bothered to really <laughs> tell you, to be honest with you, because I get too much people sending stuff. But like I said, I think the power is within building a demand within the people and then let the DJ see that. That's what's going to make you stand out. Because mm. right now, you can imagine what, whatever DJ, like a DJ Target or, or a Tim or Semtex, Manny Naughty, all these big DJs, bro, their DMs is clouded. Mm. Even, I, even I got a relationship with some of them and sometimes they can't even see it, bro. Do you know what I mean? But if they, they're scrolling on the internet, they can see, wow, this, this is creating a wave. The powers within the people. This is what we need to remember as artists. It's the powers of the people, man. Mm. But like, there's no excuses. It's also having a, you can be, because someone said mm. this to me once, right? There's, a, there's an artist, mm. um, he, he asked about something and I said, I, I wasn't sure because I said I preferred something else anyway. He's like, but you have to be careful because your voice is kind of important. It's a taste because some people might mm. say, oh, I listen to my man because his voice is important. So, in a sense, DJs are kind of the, if you start playing something, people are kind of resonate towards that and start saying, you know, yeah, you know, I fuck with that one. You've got a point. Mm. I mean, I hope I di it didn't come across as me saying that, um, don't send your, your tracks to DJ, because I was doing that. But I was just saying, don't let it dishearten you mm. as well when you're sending your stuff to them. Yeah, them if they don't respond to it, don't get disheartened. Like, you can imagine there's so much people that are that are big and they had DJ sleep on them or even platform sleep on them or whatever, whatever. I think the point that I'm making, and thanks for saying that, is don't 
rely mm. on DJs to play like the powers of the people. They they have to jump on the wave. If if you've got a tune that everybody wants to hear, even I have to play it. Mm. Everyone has to play it. But um, yeah, it's good. It's it's like a form of tastemaking, isn't it? It's mm. just like like yourself. Your big personality. If you're like vibing to someone's tune in the car and whatever, it's gonna get people staring. Like, oh, rah, rah, rah. yeah. So it that that impact. We, 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 that effect will always kind of be there. So yeah, you're right on that. You're all right on that. So what's the plans for the rest of the year, 2022? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking that the rest that the year just started. We're in April. Wow. We're literally April. Wow. I keep saying thinking yeah, 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 what? Yeah. So what's 22? We, we plan, but we're yeah. halfway through yeah, in yeah, the two yeah, months. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what, we need for the rest of the year. Is there any, yeah. any carnival slots happening? Any? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So listen, all all year round, I've just got plenty of bookings mm. mainly on the weekends we're playing um, I'm doing my first level festival okay, which amazing. is something called I mean, tell us about that yeah, tell us about yeah, that yeah. so it's called Afrep mm. um, it's going to be somewhere between Milton Keynes Northampton side mm. um, big lineup so far two artists three artists I know Ira Star Budjul I know Style OG is going to be on there and there's yeah, some loads of big names and then obviously your boy Preds UK mm. I'm going to be down there shutting it down and then yeah, just loads of different club appearances here and there. I'm gonna be holding a few events myself. Um, watch out for my my year to year birthday dance that I do in May, and that's gonna be a mazza. Um, and then in regards to the music, yeah, we're just keeping it consistent, man. Mm. Keeping it consistent. We plenty of music. I can drop a track every week for the rest of the year if I wanted to. That's how much tracks I'm sitting on right now. Wow. Man. So how do you kind of select which one to to put out then? Mm, in, that's, that's interesting. I feel like right now I just want to do singles. Mm. So for me, a blend of something that's telling a story, but also something that can just get people dancing. A little head turner, the, the, the head turners, the ones that can make people, but them ones. And then mm. I feel like once I build up that audience and I pull them in, then they're going to start you know, hearing the depth of who Pred UK is and we can kind of tell them the story a bit deeper. But right now, we're just going to get in the bottom, the bangers, the head bangers, man. So, yeah, the head top ones. All right, we're here for it, man. Well, bro, good to yeah. have you on here, man. Thanks for having me. Nah, no way, bro, man. what you're doing is massive, bro. Nah, Trust it, me, especially as a, Cong- a fellow Congolese brother. Oh, the football clubs, all of this. Well, bro, I don't know how you even have time for me to be here. You do too much, bro. Nah, we're here, man. You do we're too here, much, man. man. So keep it up, my brother. Love, Love man. Thank you.